Welcome to Builder Funnel Radio. Here, you'll learn about how to grow your building, remodeling, or contracting business. If you're not growing, you're dying. So we want you to always be in growth mode. Remember, to get notified about new episodes, hit the subscribe button on your podcast player. That way, you won't miss any of our expert guests that we bring on the show. In addition, as a special thank you for being a listener of the podcast, we've got some special bonuses for you. Just go to builderfunnel.com slash podcast. Again, hit that subscribe button to stay in the loop and go to builderfunnel.com slash podcast for your special bonuses. Hey, and welcome to episode number 29 with Kathy Tucker. In this episode, we talk about the difference between a salesperson and a sales manager and what the critical components of a sales manager are and how you train and develop salespeople and people in that individual uh, performance role there, but also some of the other critical elements of that role. So talking with leadership, giving feedback on the product and how that can actually help the entire company move forward. Uh, There's a couple of funny stories in there as well. So I think you'll get a lot out of this episode and enjoy it. Uh, Stay tuned for episode 29 with Kathy Tucker. Hey, Kathy, glad to have you on the show today. Hi, Spencer. Thank you. It's great to be here. This is my my first opportunity to do a podcast, so this is really exciting for me. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Glad to have you here, and yeah, hopefully it'll uh, it'll just feel like a conversation, and it'll be low pressure for you. So excellent. (laughs) Um, But yeah, today I think we're going to have a really fun conversation uh, about sales. But before that, I want to kind of get some background uh, from you, just. Share with our audience a little bit of your story. I know we connected a little bit ago, and I was really impressed with your like career trajectory and your path there. So I think it'd be fun for, for our listeners to kind of hear your story a little bit to get started. Thank you. Okay, sure. I love to share my story. So, <laughs> so yeah. So I uh, I spent over thirty years in corporate home building, and I started in sales. And in my first year of sales, I had a great year and I sold over a hundred homes. Wow. Which is huge. I mean, it was <laughs> a different amazing. time and a different place, but even so it was, it was some of the best in the area. And that was up in the um, DC area. And uh, I love sales. Uh, however, I had aspirations to get into management and marketing. And thanks to uh, some really terrific mentors and managers who believed in me, I was able to move into some different positions. So I went from being a, uh, you know, I call it a rock star salesperson to then moving into sales training. And they had me doing sales training workshops and I helped to write the sales training manual for that particular builder. So I did a lot of training and then I moved into sales management at a time when not very many builders had sales managers. So I kind of had to learn my way and, uh, and learned sales management, which was great. And I totally loved that, that job. Uh, and then, you know, I, you know, I, I continued to hit my numbers. I, I continued to uh, really add value to the company. And so then they kind of gave me more opportunity. And I worked, you know, so I went from sales manager to a regional sales manager to a regional sales and marketing manager and then eventually to a, a general manager where I manage sales and operations, uh, meaning the production department and the service department. And, uh, and then ultimately moved into a division manager role, which is, you know, a division president, 
whatever you want to call it, you know, <laughs> and I had the opportunity to, um, uh, really do a startup division. So I inherited land and inherited, um, product and whatnot and, and, and ran a startup division for the builder. And that went really well. I, I did that for three years. And, um, in three years, we were able to take it from nothing to being the third largest luxury builder in that market segment, which wow. was awesome. Yeah. That's um, incredible. It was, it was a great experience. Uh, unfortunately, even though it was the third largest builder in that little market, the market wasn't big enough, uh, to warrant my salary. <laughs> and, and it was a business decision. And so what happened was I was laid off and they, moved my division in with another division and that division handled both brands, gotcha. um, a luxury brand and a non-luxury brand. So anyway, I was devastated, but you know what? Hey, you, you move on. Right. And, uh, it was great because I learned a lot from that experience. I learned how I really think what I am today is better because of that whole experience, because I truly learned how home building is a team sport and you need to have every part of that team doing their job and doing it well in order for the builder to really be successful. And that's the land department, the product department, the costing department, the sales and marketing department. We all work together. And that was just a really great experience to be in the middle of it, see it, touch it, feel it, and understand how we all work together. So that was, it was a great experience. Um, I moved from there to um, another builder where I had, where, you know, previously I was doing 35 to 50 million in volume in the builder in the next builder I was doing 350 to 500 million in 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 volume so it was a little different (laughs) but it was great you know I worked with a lot of salespeople and sales managers and um and then I happened to meet somebody as fate would have it I met Kimberly Mackey with New Home Solutions and I realized that um I had the opportunity to pursue a dream that I had had 20 years ago and that was to become, you know, a coach, uh, a workshop leader, and to ultimately be a consultant to builders and, you know, help them become competitively brilliant and coach salespeople to be competitively brilliant and highly skilled and highly successful. So, um, so that's what I'm doing now. And I'm, I'm working as a consultant and as a coach to sales managers and salespeople and running workshops to help people understand uh, how to really grow their business and be competitively brilliant. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think for, you know, for our audience, it's good to just hear the, you know, all the different things that you did and kind of learning at each stage. And, and what we wanted to talk about today was more of the like sales side of it and sales management, just because I think that's, it's really interesting, but it's also challenging in its own way, you know, and, and a lot of times we see people go from a stellar sales individual to a non-stellar sales manager. And so maybe let's start with, you know, what do you think are the biggest differences between people that are maybe good in that individual sales role and then maybe people that are good as a sales manager? Well, certainly uh, there, there are similar qualities, of course. Sure. And you can take a great sales person and they can be a great sales manager. Uh, but they need to have some extra skills. You know, they have to have, um, you know, as a sales manager, you really need to be able to, um, you're, you're running, as a salesperson, you're running your business and you've got to be 
persuasive and you've got to be resourceful and you've got to be driven and, you know, to be great, there's a lot of elements to that. But to be a great sales manager, you really need to care about your people. You really want, you need to have them be, you need to have to want to make them successful and help them be successful. And so it's, it's now, it's now not about you. It's about them. And then you also have to be able to work with your leadership team to be that liaison between the sales team and the leadership team and, and, and truly help them connect the dots. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And I think, you know, like you said, some people make that transition very well and, and then others, it's like you promote them cause they're doing so great. And then it's like, ah, gosh, their sweet spot was really in that sales role. And, right. and I think, you know, trying to recognize that and figure out who are going to be the people that are good, you know, coaches and mentors and who are, right. who are just the, the people that are out there, just their top performers. And they're just, they're great doing what they're doing. And so I'm curious to hear from you, you know, what do you think is the highest and best use of, you know, time for a sales manager? Cause that looks very different from somebody that's, uh, you know, trying to knock over deals and, you know, right. things happen. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a really great question. And you know, first and foremost, as a sales manager, it's absolutely critical to connect with your sales team on a one-on-one basis. Understand who they are, what makes them tick, what motivates them. And, and like I said before, you have to, you're there for them. You yeah. know, you're, you're not there just to get sales for yourself. You're there to help them be successful. And part of helping them be successful is removing obstacles that keep them from being successful. <laughs> Um, removing obstacles like, you know, let's, uh, there's all kinds of things, whether the, the construction of the houses in the community just look, you know, are, are look horrible, then it's part of your job to help them figure out how can we get that turned around. So, so connecting with them and helping them understand that you are absolutely in their court. So that's one element, but the other big element of, you know, what's really the highest and best use of the sales manager's time is spending time in the field. And you know how in marketing, there's the five P's of marketing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I look at spending time in the field with sales team as kind of like the five P's of a planned encounter because it's how you spend your time with those salespeople in the field that can make or break their success and your success as a manager. And you know those, those planned encounters are critical. The first element of, of the planned encounter is, first of all, to plan your meeting. <laughs> you know, I saw sales managers for a while where they would just, you know, they'd, they'd run their route and they'd go visit their salespeople, but they didn't have a plan. They didn't know what they were going to cover when they got there. And when they got there, sometimes the salesperson was busy or doing something that they couldn't stop doing. So, you know, it's important to have a plan. Let the salesperson know when you're going to be there, how long you're going to be there and what you're going to cover. And, and then when you are there, the second P is to prepare, um, to prepare your sales strategy with, with the salesperson. So mm-hmm. let's say the salesperson has a customer coming in. They need to spend time preparing. What are those customers' needs? How are we going to go about this sales interaction? Um, or how are we going to do the follow-up call? What's our strategy? So they need to prepare the strategy. <clears throat> and then the third P is to practice. Practice it. So there's nothing better than practicing 
uh, a follow-up call, where especially one where you're not really sure what they're going to say, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, or, or to practice handling an objection that you know that they're going to have, or that they already told you they had. So, so you prepare, and then you practice, and then you allow them to perform it, whether it's the follow-up call or a model demonstration with a customer, and you observe. That observation is so important. And you take some notes and then you give them, which is the next P, you provide feedback. Gotcha. So so when you provide feedback, that's part of coaching them. So, you know, a coach, if the coach doesn't have the opportunity to observe, then they can't coach and give good feedback. So it's a very valuable time spent. And so the five P's are to plan your meeting, to prepare the sales strategy to practice the interaction, to perform the sales call, and then to provide feedback. So that's, it's very valuable to the salesperson. But, you know, one of the things I I tell builders and sales managers all the time is not only is that valuable to the salesperson because you're really helping them, but it's also very beneficial because to have those meetings, because when you go through those situations with the customer and you're reviewing all the prospects and you're practicing handling those objections as a sales manager, you, you learn what is the salesperson dealing with? What are the trends? What are the customers saying? What do they like about the houses and the community and what are they not? Um, the homes, I should say, yeah, um, yeah. you know, and, and you get valuable Intel and that intel is so helpful to take back to your leadership team so that when they go to buy a piece of land, it helps them realize, you know what, we need a lot of east-facing lots. Can we design this community for this particular type of sun exposure? Or can, you know, we need more basements or, you know, whatever. But as they get that feedback from the field, they take it into the um, office and to the leadership and it, 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 it helps, like I said before, it's a team sport. Yeah. And when you're in the field and you see what's going on and you take that feedback back, you're extremely valuable to your builder. So that's a huge benefit of that time in the field. And then I would, I would say the other huge benefit was um, when you do have your prepared and planned meetings with your salespeople, <laughs> what I always found is, is it gave me the opportunity to hold them accountable. So I would tell them what, what you know I was going to cover, and yeah. and I would expect it to be done. And uh, it's funny I I talked to a, a sales a guy who's currently a VP of sales, and we were talking about um, our time when he was a salesperson and I was his sales manager. And he said, you know, I always knew that when KT was coming to visit, I needed to have my stuff done. I needed to have my <laughs> top ten list. I needed to know what the action was that I needed to take with each one of them. I needed to have a strategy. You know, I needed to have my marketing done. You know, he said, and it, it really held me accountable and helped me be a better salesperson. And that's um, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's another benefit of having that planned encounter because you're helping everybody be better. And, uh, you know, as they used to say, I was, I, when they were doing everything right, I was nice. You know, I was helping them. I was mama tucker. But if things weren't going so well and, and they weren't prepared and they didn't have their job done, 
then I had to be Mother Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, and I want to kind of dive into the the last P there, the providing feedback. And I know you and I were talking about, you know, coaching people and giving feedback and and sometimes it can be tough, you know, because you're you're basically telling someone, you know, hey, you're doing this wrong or we need to, you know, and uh, those, depending on your personality, that can be either an easy or a hard conversation. But you had a really funny story that you had shared with me from kind of your early on in learning how to give feedback. I thought, do you mind sharing that? I thought that would be a really interesting story to kind of show. I'll share it. It's kind of funny. It kind of yeah. shows how, you know how you live and you learn, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Well, like I said, I, I um, became a sales manager when there weren't a lot of sales managers in this company. So there wasn't a lot of training or anything either. So on my, you know, in my first week of being a, a new sales manager, I went out to a community to work with a girl who had just been promoted to be a sales person for a community. And she was in a great community. And um <laughs> She was, she was as cute as ever. She had a really positive attitude. She was not new to sales because she had worked in leasing before. So, okay. so, I mean, she was, you know, she, she was good and she had just finished the sales training program. But my purpose of going out there was to observe her with a customer and then provide feedback. Sure. Um, so I did just that. <laughs> so, you know, in my zest to do a great job as a sales manager, I proceeded to follow her around and take all these notes and a couple, you know, I'd be writing a notes and then I'd flip and I'd have another page of notes and she'd look at me a couple times like, what are you doing? And I'm like, take notes. <laughs> so anyway, after this customer left, which this customer didn't buy and didn't do a home site reservation or anything. But, um, after this, you know, customer left, I said, okay, well, it's time for us to go ahead and, and give some feedback. So let me go ahead and share with you my notes. And like I said, in my zest to be, you know, really great at my job and an A plus student, I proceeded to kind of go through my notes and tell her all these things. And there was some good, but there was mostly constructive feedback. Well, mind you, it was page after page. It, it probably was an hour to an hour and a half of, you know, reviewing and rehashing everything she had done and said. And as the time went on, I saw this very positive, happy, you know, uh, exuberant person just kind of like sink in her chair and get really quiet. And here where she had this beautiful, warm smile in the beginning, she just became, she, she was basically in tears. And I realized that she was totally deflated. And here I thought it was about me. I was going to show her how good I was and how much I knew. And then I realized, wait a minute, I just went about this the totally wrong way. And, um, and thankfully, we were able to kind of retrace that. And I was able to help pat her on the back for the good things that she did do and, and, uh, and keep her and, and, and rebuild her confidence. But boy, that was a lesson. You know, that's not the way to get feedback. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and like you said, it was a lesson that was early on in kind of your sales management part of your career. So, you know, what, if you were to go back and redo that, you know, what, how would you have reapproached it? You know, for, for those people that are in sales management, okay. maybe they're just getting into it, or even if they've been in it for a while, what's a, a good way to approach feedback? <laughs> so what I've learned through the years is that, you know, the feedback is a very important part of coaching, uh, but you don't have to give everything you see at once, right? 
Yeah. So the first thing is to set the stage up front and let them know, hey, as I'm observing, I'm going to take a few notes and I'm going to take notes of the great things that you're doing. And I'm going to take a few notes of maybe the things that could be constructive. And I'm going to try to write it line for line, you know, unless you have a recorder, but because I, I want to make sure I can give, you know, I can give you good feedback. So if they know that you're going to be taking notes and what you're doing, they don't, they don't feel like everything is bad. That's, that helps set the stage to be a whole lot more productive. Yeah, um, I think that's huge. I mean, just letting them know, setting the stage. I feel like that alone, I mean, I know you're going to go on and tell us a couple other things, but I kind of wanted to pause there because yeah. I feel like that's, that's more powerful than most people probably think because yeah, you see someone over there scribbling notes and first thought is, Oh my gosh, what am I doing wrong? And then they're in their head, their own head. So exactly. I love that. Sorry. Continue, continue. No, on, that was good, but it, it really does make a difference. Yeah. And especially to you, let them know I'm writing good stuff down too. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's just so, everything. Yeah. Right. And, and it's great to let them know what's good because then they repeat that behavior, yeah. you know? So, um, so anyway, so definitely letting them know, uh, setting the stage, letting them know in advance what you're going to do. And then once you're finished, what I've noticed, what I've done is the first thing I do is ask them, okay, tell me what's your assessment. And what I, and I ask them, what did you see that you did well? I always say that. What, what did you see that you did well first? And then give me, you know, maybe two things that you think you would have done differently. And Spencer, what that does when you ask them to regurg, you know, to kind of reflect, a lot of times they don't reflect. So when they, when you get them to reflect and you ask them to think about what did they do well, you start seeing them sit up in their chair and, and being proud of themselves. And yeah. that's part of a coach is you want to help build their confidence and you also want to build their skills. So it's really good. The other thing is when they tell you what they feel like they didn't do as well, if, if, if you saw the same thing and they saw it, then you know what? It's, it's a whole lot easier to teach because they realize what the mistake was, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, and then when you ask, then the next thing is, okay, how would you do it differently? And so then it's not just, this is the problem. It's they identified the problem and they identified the solution and you can coach them through the solution. Now they're the ones, you know, you're helping bring out their brilliance instead of it always it being you showing them how to do it, you know? Yeah. I, I love that. And I actually just earlier this year read a book and it was, I'm going to butcher the title, but it was something to the effect of, you know, coaching and mentoring through questions by asking questions. It sounds like that's exactly what you're saying because that's exactly right. you ask the question, then they're kind of in the, I guess they're driving it and you're just helping them uncover the problem. Whereas we, we always have a tendency to just go, Oh, here's the problem. Like I've got the answer. Just do this. But right. if they get there by themselves, it's it's so much more powerful. They feel like they did it, right? They feel like they did it, and they have confidence, and they're going to remember what they said, and they're then going to do it the next time. You know, so it's so much more powerful when you coach them in that way. And uh, yeah, it's and it makes them walk away feeling good that even yeah. though I made a mistake or I did something that I could do differently, now I know how to do it better, and and they don't feel as bad about it, you know. Yeah. So, so that's something. And then when you do go for the feedback, you give them some positive feedback. And one of the keys that I like to do when I give the feedback, whether it's positive or negative, but especially here in the positive, is I like to say like I I 
you did a great job. Instead of just saying you did a great job handling that objection, you say you did a great job handling that objection. And what I liked about it was this. You first asked the question of why. And did you hear everything you got when you, when you asked them why? And they told you everything that was the issue? You got so much information that, that was so impressive. And then when you acknowledged it and then gave that and said XYZ PDQ, did you see the impact? Right. You know, and you help them relive the success. And then they're like, wow, yeah, that really did work. So when you say, I liked this because, and here was the impact, you get a whole lot more out of that feedback session than when you just said you did a great job handling an objection. Right. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> then you really know what I did. Yeah, you know? that's awesome. Yeah. Um, just a quick digression here. You know how you said the difference between a salesperson and a great sales manager? The sales, sometimes the salespeople are so good, but they don't know why they're good. The sales manager is able to break it down into step-by-steps and help the salespeople see all those different steps. And that's part of what a good sales coach can do. I so like that. Yeah, because then they they can make sure they can continue to repeat it and focus on the things that, that exactly. they and be more intentional about it, even if they're unnatural. Right. That's And that's your purpose, is to get them to repeat the good behavior, right? Yeah. And then there's some areas of construction, constructive feedback. You know, I say, limit it, limit it, you know, no more than three things, but maybe you can limit it to one or two, just give them one or two priority items that had a bigger, a, a big impact in the interaction and do the same thing. You know, this is an area where I think we could work on. You know, it's the we yeah. and let's talk about what you said and let's talk about, it's not what you, it's not who you are. It's what you said or what you did. So you're, you're dealing with the behavior or the communication. You're not dealing with them as a person, you know? Right. Yeah. It's and not identity. It's just, it's not identity. yeah, it's just, you happen to say this, you know, <laughs> right. and this is how, you know, you know, so anyway, you talk about that particular behavior or, or something they said. And then you talk about what the impact of that was. And then you say, let's talk about how that could be done differently. You know, like again, that. have them try to come up with a solution. If they can't come up with a solution, then you show them what a good job looks like. You yeah. know, so it's that interaction and that coaching that is so valuable to salespeople. And you, you can't do that unless you have the chance to observe, right? Hey there, I hope you're enjoying today's episode just a quick reminder that this show is brought to you by Builder Funnel. We're a digital marketing agency specialized in helping home builders, remodelers, and contractors like yourself grow their businesses. We help you implement marketing and sales technology, such as marketing automation and a CRM system, as well as drive more traffic, leads, and sales through strategies like content marketing, SEO, social media, paid traffic, and email marketing. If you want to learn more and see if we're a good fit, just send a quick email to hello at builderfunnel.com and mention the podcast. I'll schedule a one-on-one -on -one website and digital marketing assessment with you where I'll take a look at your website, show you some areas where you can improve, and we can see if we're a good fit. If you haven't noticed already, our company is huge on education. We host this podcast, create tons of videos, and create helpful blog posts to educate you guys on marketing and sales. I'll pack a ton of value into the website assessment and I'll never pressure you to buy from us. 
although we're confident you'll improve your marketing sales efforts by doing so. Again, send me a quick note to hello at builderfunnel.com. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Right, right. Yeah, so I want to actually switch gears a little bit. This has been awesome. We kind of hit several things on the feedback side and the coaching side, but I know you you briefly mentioned it earlier uh, about sales management or being in that role as part of a team sport and kind of being involved with leadership as well. So what are the other important components of being in that sales manager role, but as it relates to like the overall strategy and company and, uh, you know, interaction there with leadership and not just the individual salespeople. Definitely. Definitely. You know, I see the sales management role as being one of the hardest roles in the company and being one of the most valuable roles in the company Uh, because of some of what I said before, um, home building is a team sport. And in order to have every piece of the, every department operate at its highest and best performance, you need to know some critical information. You need to know, who is my buyer? Where are they coming from? Why are they buying? Why are they not buying certain things? Um, you need to know what's the competition doing? What's working for them? What's not working for them? Uh, what are the sources that are bringing the traffic out to the community? How does my community look? <laughs> how does the inventory look? Um, you know, how does the entrance look? There, there's so much that when you're the sales manager can be the eyes and ears for all the different departments. So the sales manager can then go into the leadership team and explain, you know, we need these type of home sites because of, you know, people are wanting basements, you know, or, or we need this type of mortgage program because of X Um, this, you know, so they are the eyes and ears with such valuable Intel. Like I said before, that without it, the builder doesn't really, they may know that they're getting the sales they want, but they don't know why. So if they know why, they're able to buy more land, you know, that meets that same target. Um, or even they know then, how can I tweak my margins? How can I increase my profitability? Well, I can increase, you know, if I get this land in this location with this product, I can, I, I hit a home run. Yeah, you know, yeah. And, and you can see a lot of stuff through, through reports and data, but you know, there's a lot more to be learned by being in the field, seeing it, feeling it and understanding it, um, from, you know, the one-on-one contact. I love that because I'm a marketer at heart. That's what we do. We're marketers and we're always asking for feedback from sales because, yeah. you know, I think we forget oftentimes that, product is marketing and then that leads to sales. So like you're saying, if, if you've got kind of your eyes on the field and you know what product is selling and you know what objections you're hearing on stuff that maybe isn't selling, then right. when you go to create that next community or product, you know, whatever it is, then, you know, that's going to help marketing sell those features and that's going to bring more leads to the, right. you know, the open houses. And so I, I love that that you've made that such a huge emphasis on that role um, because yeah, I mean, it, it kind of turns the whole company, you know, if you get that right. It does. And that communication, whether it's sales and the construction team, you know, we hear a lot of times where they operate in different silos. Mm-hmm. Well, when you can bring them together, 
it's amazing how much knowledge each side has that if they can interact, then ultimately they provide a better customer experience. And it, they, it also makes everybody's jobs that much easier and more fun, really. Yeah. You know, yeah. I had a situation in one neighborhood where we were struggling like crazy. And, um, you know, part of the reason was we had these gorgeous wooded lots, wooded home sites. <laughs> and everybody in the office was saying, oh my gosh, these are beautiful. Why aren't they selling? Well, you know, when I was out in the field, I realized that when I walked with a salesperson and the customer to the home site, the, the home sites were so wooded, you could barely walk back in them. So you couldn't see how big they were. And, you know, the salesperson didn't really know that that was a bad thing, right? Sure. They're like, they just stood at the curb and said, hey, isn't this a gorgeous home site? Well, yeah. the salesperson could, I mean, the customer couldn't see. So we brought the construction team in and, um, and we brought a costing guy in. We said, let's, let's talk about what we can do to solve this problem. Well, the, the construction and costing people said, hey, well, how about if we, you know, we, we, you know, we said we wanted to clear the home site. Well, we can't clear the home site without particular permits and everything else. Well, how about we just put a path in so that you can walk your customer down to a certain point and then we'll have another path going this way and that way. It won't, it won't be expensive because we're just going to, you know, clear a small um, area, you know, but not the whole lot, just a path. Yeah. And, and suddenly once they got that done, we were able to go out there with the customers, show them the home sites. It made all the difference in the world. That's you know, awesome. So, so sometimes just pulling that team together and becoming a, you know, solving problems together and getting creative is, is what it's all about. You know, that's, awesome. yeah. that's an example of how, you know, you, you pull the team together and you come up with solutions and you know what, you start selling houses. <laughs> yeah. And I like it too, because I mean, at the end of the day, the, the solution wasn't that big of a deal and, but yeah. it just took everybody kind of getting together and talking about it. So right. I think that's a really powerful example. Right. Um, so yeah. I'm curious, I know we've kind of talked about the different elements of, you know, sales manager and you've been managing salespeople for, for a while. And, you know, what's your favorite part of, of sales yeah. management, managing others? Wow. I, I love managing the salespeople and I love managing the sales managers. It's just so much fun. What do I, what's my favorite part about it? I think, I think there's, um, there's two things if I can. All right. I'll give you two. <laughs> the, the, the first thing is helping, um, helping the sales people, um, bring out their strengths, bring out their skills bring out their brilliance so that they can, um, you know, so eventually they're empowered to run their community like it's their own business, you yeah. know? So I love to help them get to that point. And most are not there in the beginning, but they can, they can get there. So that's one part that I really love is seeing that success. The other part I love is when you're working with the sales managers and helping them with their leadership skills and helping them with their coaching skills, then you you help them to bring this whole team together and and see success as a team. And and um, to me, when you 
when you see the individual salespeople have their own success, that's awesome. But what is also really awesome from my perspective is when I see a sales manager who looks at their quarterly number and says, gosh, I don't know how I can do that. And I have these two neighborhoods that are late coming on and this neighborhood that's not positioned correctly, you know, and, you know, and, and their head is spinning <laughs> and you can help them by showing them some processes and helping them with their coaching and, you know, kind of breaking it down into small chunks, you can help them to the point where when they get to the end of the quarter, they have the success and the whole team has the success. And then everybody feels like winners, you know, and they are winners. And then the builder saying, yeah, look what you did. You know what I mean? So, so it's both, it's the individual salespeople, but then it's all, and, and their success, but then it's also seeing the sales manager's build their team and, 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 you know, do awesome things. That's so cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So I've got one more question for you before we wrap up our conversation, but uh, before I get to that, how can our audience connect with you or find you online? You know, that sort of thing. Oh, thanks for asking. So uh, they can connect with me through new home solutions. So you just go www.newhomesolutions.com and that is new homes, plural solutions. So there's two S's. So, um, they can just, uh, get onto the website and they can contact me there. Perfect. Yeah. Easy enough. And we'll make sure to link that up in the show notes so everyone can get there easily. Um, last question for, for today, as we wrap, what do you think is, um, one piece of advice you would leave our listeners about sales management. So they're going to walk away and, you know, they might be driving around listening to this or wherever they are, but if they're going to remember one thing, um, or you could give them one piece of advice, what would that be? Um, it would be to work smart and finish hard. And I say that because in the sales management job, there are so many things that are coming at you constantly. You need to take time and work smart work on those items that are going to give you the biggest impact. Um, you know, like we say with sales, work on income producing activities, you know, that's part of working smart. And if you work smart, then you will finish strong. That's awesome. I love it. Well, cool. Well, we will end with that then Kathy. Thanks so much for joining me today. This was an awesome conversation. Okay. Thanks very much, Spencer. Thanks for having me. And Absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be at New Home Solutions and uh, yeah, reach me there, Kathy Tucker at newhomesolutions.com. Cool. Thanks so much. Talk thanks, to you soon. Spencer. Okay. Bye-bye. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed today's episode with Kathy Tucker. Now, before you go, let's talk about some action items. I know you're on the go, so let's break down today's episode into a couple of things that you can take away and start working on immediately. So I think the first thing is if you're in a sales management role or an ownership or leadership role and you're training and developing people, think about that next session you're going to have with them and how you want it to go. Write out your agenda. Think about feedback and what you're going to do to deliver some really helpful information so that that person can learn and grow and develop. So I think that's item number one. And then item number two is Think about how you can actually incorporate feedback on the product back into sales and marketing and future product. And I think that's a part that really, it came up in the episode and it's super critical for improving for the future. So think about how you can kind of tie some of your departments together 
um, even if those departments are one or two people or if you're a larger company. Um, but think about how you can really increase the communication because I think it will improve all of your product and your sales for the future if you can get that communication going. So those are your two action items for today. And before we wrap, I have two more quick things for you. If you got value out of today's episode, please leave us a review on iTunes. It means a lot to us and it really helps spread the word. And I also have a question for you. Feel free to send this in to hello at builderfunnel.com. I read every response. And the question is, what is your biggest sales challenge? I'd really love to hear from you. So again, that's hello at builderfunnel.com. I read every response. And see you next time on Builder Funnel Radio. Thanks for joining us today on Builder Funnel Radio. Don't forget to visit www.builderfunnel.com for tons of free marketing and sales resources. And if you ever need hands-on help implementing your marketing and sales system, just send a quick note to radio at builderfunnel.com. And as we close for today, remember, never stop learning. See you next time.